Um, tonight is uh, Wednesday night, February 26th. This is the uh, women's uh, Mishnah or Gemara Shir. We're in the midst of the topic of Ein Dover Shebek Dusha Pachot Me'asara. Okay, Rabotai. I'd like to uh, dedicate this Shi'ur in our collective hopes for a Rafuash Leima for Aryeh Mendel Ben Chaya. Um, uh, a young boy, very young boy, who was undergoing his fourth surgery uh, to correct something. Um, and we hope um, that Kakadosh Baruch Hu will respond to our learning and make sure his shlichim are the right ones and um, everything will work out well. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, tonight we're going to focus on an issue um, about something which we do often, not all the time, but often, um, and that is to daven with a minion. Is there an obligation to daven with a minion, or is it just? an opportunity. But if you decide to be lazy and not get up in the morning and not come to shul even on Shabbos, you violate absolutely nothing. Um, Because there is no independent chiyuv to daven with a minion. It's all benefits, but not an obligation. So we're going to see a couple of sugyot, and as always, there will be sources one way and sources the other way. And we will try um, to come to some type of a conclusion tonight. So we're going to start with page 40. These are all Yankee numbers tonight. As I said during the Chumashir tonight, this afternoon. uh, This time, after the Super Bowl, until the baseball season starts, is the slow time for sports. Night times are terribly boring. <laughs> boring. March Madness. Okay, but that March doesn't start till mid-March. And the, the Super Bowl was February 2nd. So even March Madness, which I'm not a big college basketball fan, but I could hear people getting excited about it. It's still six weeks of utter boredom. What? Yes. Why you? Right. We're at TABC. There's a couple of things to play, but there's nothing going on. So now that spring training started, so this reminds me of the fact that in another uh, five weeks, the season will begin. March 27, the opening, opening day. And the injury bug continues to hit the Yankees, as it did last year. So number 40, Mr. Severino, is now needs Tommy John surgery, and he will not be pitching this year. As I told everybody this afternoon, two years ago, he signed a five-year contract for $40 million. Last year, he was injured until the very end of the year. He only pitched three times. That was it. And he still gets $40 million? His contract, every baseball contract is fully guaranteed. If you get injured, you don't have, and you don't, your career is over, you get the full $40 million. Yeah. So, in two years, 
In two years, he's getting paid $8 million a year. Last year, he pitched three times. This year, he will pitch no time. Next year, he probably will miss half a season as well. That's the recuperation from Tommy John surgery. He's going to get his full $40 million. Yeah, we're in the wrong business. Yeah. Okay. Good. So, the Gemara in Maseches Chulin on Daf Kuf Chaf Bet Omud Bet happens to mention something about the walking distance of Arba Mil, four mil. It's, it's approximately four miles, it's not quite, but um, this particular number with something to do with something in Maseches Chulin. As the Gemara operates with free association, various Tanaim or Amoraim say, hey, that reminds me of another halacha, which is dependent upon Arba Mil, and one of them is related to our discussion. So the Gemara says as follows, Rabbi Avohu Mishum Deresh Lakish Omar Ligabel so two of these three have nothing to do with our topic tonight. Ligabel means someone, as it says there in the English translation, somebody who always makes sure that whatever he cooks or bakes for someone else is absolutely tehorah. There are people who engage in what is called chulin shina'asu al-taharat kodesh People like to practice eating bitahara. Despite the fact that there is, thank you, there is no necessity to do so today. There's no Beit HaMikdash. Tumah and tahara only has its application in the Beit HaMikdash. You're not allowed to eat a korban that became Tameh. You are not allowed to eat a, a pure kosher korban if you are Tameh. Same thing for truma. A Kohen is not permitted to eat truma unless he is, he is Tahar. And if the truma itself is truma Tameh, he's not allowed to eat it, he has to burn it. So there are people who like to practice, and it's called chulin, ordinary foods, Shina'asu al-Taharat HaKodesh are, are being observed as if it were Kodesh so that when he gets the opportunity to do the real McCoy he will be in practice and not make a mistake and be mitameyit and so on and so forth. So this person who is kneading a dough Gibul is to knead a dough promised to make a dough for somebody a bread that is uh, with the restrictions. Now he doesn't have a utensil that is tahor. He only has utensils which are tmeim. How far must he walk in order to get a tahor vessel to fulfill his obligation to such a person? So the Gemara says, Arba mil. He's got to walk up to four mil in order to accomplish that. But we're not going to talk another a minute about that case. But now it's litfilah. Ulinitilat yadayim. So, 
Tosvot is going to suggest that these two items are actually one and the same. In other words, the Gemara in Masechet Brachot teaches us that before you daven, you should wash your hands. You might see people, see people as soon as they come into shul, they go over to the sink, they take the cup, they wash their hands. The Gaon says you even make a bracha of al netilat yadayim. We don't do so because there is a, uh, uh, a statement in the Gemara where Abaye didn't think it was the most important thing in the world. And he would, anybody who would walk out of his way to get water to wash before davening, he laughed at him. Some say he cursed him. Um, so the halacha never really took off for, 90, for most people. And most people do not bother to wash their hands before every single tefillah. Most people don't. And even those who do, unless you're a, a Gaon fan, and then you follow all the piskei halach of the Gaon, we do not make a bracha when you wash your hands before davening. So the Gemara operates on the assumption that you must. Well, you're traveling, and you don't have any water. How far are you obligated to walk in the direction in which you're headed and wait to daven until you get water. Four mil. If there is no water in the direction in which you're headed and you have to walk backwards, you have to walk up to one mil backwards to get water, to wash your hands. So, some say that the word litfilah, ulinitilat yadayim, the two phrases go together. What aspect of tefillah is associated with dal mil? The aspect of getting water in order to daven. So you have to walk up to four miles to get water, and then you should not daven until you reach that particular location. Right. And let's take a look at the Taisvis, where Taisvis says that. And it is found on page 45. Page 45. Which, for those who don't want to get all mixed up, 45 is the new Yankee pitcher, Garrett Cole. That's his number. And it would have been page 3 had we numbered them like a mensch. (laughs) (laughs) So, Tosafot says, Umihu mashapiresh be'aruch. That which the aruch, well, the aruch is one of the early Rishonim, early Rishonim, he is not quoted very frequently by the Baleatosis, but when he does, he's made an enormous impact. Enormous impact. Every Jew in the world blows 100 sounds on Rosh Hashanah only because the Aruch said we should. Rashi never heard of the practice of blowing a hundred sounds. Um, uh, Rambam never heard of blowing a hundred sounds. He says he heard there's some place in the mid, some minute to do so. In his community, he never did it. But the author of that opinion is the Aruch. Plus, the very famous halachic psak, psik reshe, Delo Nikolay, that it is mutter, is, the, is authored by the Yoruch. 
Psik Reishe, where somebody does something on Shabbos without intention to do the Malacha, and the Malacha is guaranteed to happen, but you have no need for it whatsoever. No interest in it happening. According to the Aruch, that is Mutter. So if I come to your house on Shabbos for lunch, and it's outside in the backyard, I can wash my hands on your lawn. I don't, when I wash my hands, it's because I want to eat bread. It's not because I want to water the lawn. But it's a guarantee that it's going to happen. So it's a psychration. But I couldn't care less what your lawn looks like. You can't wash over that lawn if you own the house. Because for you, it's nichalei. You want the grass to grow. But I couldn't care less. So the Aruch is the author of the opinion who says it is mutar lichatchila to do that. Mutar lichatchila. Yeah. And there are hundreds and hundreds of applications of this critical halacha. And all of the Balayatosvot and the Shulchan Aruch disagree with him. And do not say that it's mutar lichatchila. It's only if you did it you don't get a punishment. But it not mutter lechatchila. And the Rav said, Rav Chaim, his grandfather, in his Sefer on the Rambam, proved that the Aruch wasn't the originator of this opinion. It was the Rambam. And once the Rambam believes in it, the Rav accepted it, the Halacha against the Shulchan Aruch. Very brave. But anyhow, Mashapirish Ba'aruch Litfila Lirchotz Yadav Litfila Ain Nira says Toysvis. That Pshat that I just told you, which is authored by the Yaruch, says Toysvis Lo Ain Nira Es Gefelt Mirnisht Es Gefelt Mirnisht. I don't like it. I'm not pleased with that interpretation. Tehechi Dami. What type of a case could he be talking about? If Zman Tfila is about to expire, so what do you think Abai is going to say? What you, you, got, you got a daven. You worry about water? Abaye cursed. Anybody who started looking for water when Zman Tfila was approaching. Just Davin. That's more important than water. Aman de Mahader Amaya Beidon Slusa. Anybody who looked for water at the time of Davening, Dichsiv, why did he laugh at him or curse him? It says, Erchatz Benikayon Kapai. I will wash with anything that cleans my hand. Kol Midi deminake, any substance, any item that cleans your hands. So, what do you think might clean your hands in the absence of water? Excellent dirt. Yes, that's correct. You 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 take ground and you rub it together, so it ta- it serves like an abrasive and gets off the grease and the grime. That's what it does. That's what he, and there is no place on earth that's lacking dirt. So, um, unless you have Ajax, which is stronger than dirt. Um, 
Um, so therefore, how could the Aruch claim that this is the interpretation that you have to go? If Zmantfila is here and you're going to start walking, you're going to miss Zmantfila. The Ilomata Zmantfila, and if Zmantfila has not yet arrived, my area Dalid Milan. Why is there a limit only up to what? Four mil. If you have plenty of time, you should walk ten miles to get uh, water. And it's in the direction you're going. You're That's correct. So why should you uh, abandon it? Therefore, says Tosvot, so, uh, so irregularly, shockingly, what does Tosis normally do? He quotes Rashi and he argues with Rashi. And here, what is he doing? Say, oh, I like what Rashi said. Venira kipiresh hakuntres. Kipiresh The le'inyin lehit palel be'asara ayre. It's talking about how far do I have to walk to get a winyin. To daven with a minyin. And go back to page 99, Aaron Judge. Correct. Put the comma there. That's correct. Ulitfila, page 99. It's the back of the first page. It would have been page number two in your house, in the comma. Page two. Good. Ulitfila. Hamehalech baderech. Somebody who happens to be traveling. Vigomar Bilibo, he says to himself, Lalun And he decided, I'm checking into Motel 6, who kept the light on for him. Im Yesh Beit Knesset Lifanav at Arbaat Milin, if there is a Beit Knesset within the next four miles, do not check in to Motel 6 here. V'yat riach v'yelech sham So you'll sleep over, you'll first you go daven, and then what? Then you'll worry about your hotel. And it makes no difference if we're dealing with shachris, mincha, or mariv. Whatever tefillah is in front of you, if there is a Beit Knesset within the next four mil, you can't check in to Motel 6 as yet. And Rashi then says, that has nothing to do with Fila. What is it talking about? Le'achila. It's talking about washing before bread. And he doesn't have any water. So those of you who were counselors in camps and took your kids on hikes and so on and so forth, you didn't always have water. But v'yesh mayim lifanav lisof arba amilin. But there is water within the next four mil. Yamtin, you are not allowed to eat the bread until you'll reach the water. Um, th- there is an accommodation which the halacha speaks of. Let's assume there is no water within the next four mil. Does that mean you got to starve? No, you can eat the bread. Uh, and you try not to touch the bread. You, know, you wrap a handkerchief around it, and so on and so forth. 
Good. So Rashi claims that Nitilat Yadayim and Tefillah have nothing to do with one another. And there Toysvis is saying, I like Rashi's interpretation of this Gemara. Interpretation of this Gemara. So if we ended tonight, and you were the author of the Shulchan Aruch, you are Rebetzin Karo. You're Rebetzin Rabbanit Karo. What would you be writing, what would you tell Hobby Yasala to write in the Shulchan Aruch about davening with a minion? You must. You must. If it's just an option, why do I got to walk? For? I don't want to do Even if there's a big Knesset across the street from me, I don't have to walk in. But if you must, then why Because the halach is sensitive. You must. It doesn't mean you can't daven without a minion. Doesn't mean. Of course you can daven be a chidus. But there is a chiyuv for you to daven with a minion. And we are going to tell you that there are certain uh, efforts that you must make in order to daven with a minion. Yes? But if working those four mills are going to prevent you from davening at Sman, is it better to daven with a No, everybody says that. Everybody says if the Zman is going to expire, that is what you're supposed to do unless you're a Chesid Shayid. They don't care when they daven. That's correct. There's this famous Shtibel in Borough Park on 53rd and 13th Avenue, um, and there are signs on the walls of the shul. It says, The last Shachris every single day is 1230. Even though at 12.30, in the winter, you know, earlier, it was mincha time already. And you're only allowed to daven until four hours of the day. Like today, it's 10.16. Now daven shachos, they have 10.16. So they daven until 12.30. There's a sign on the wall, the last mincha minion is one hour after shkia. <laughs> after shkia. And the, hal- you know, the halacha says... If you don't have a minion at Shkia and there is a minion after Shkia, you should not daven with a minion. You should daven mincha before Shkia. So, it, unless you're a chsid shayid, that's what happens. You make an effort to daven with a minion, but if the zman is going to expire under those circumstances, of course, daven without a minion. Daven without a minion. Yes? It's troubling to say that it's separate, the Tzvila and the why is it troubling? Why is it troubling? Okay, it's troubling because you're only mentioning those two things. Why would you just mention those two things? There are lots of things you could say. I mentioned three things. Ligabel. Okay, but you could say all other kinds of mitzvot that you need to walk for mill or not need to walk for Let me hear. You, you have, a, a, let's say, to go get your lulav. It doesn't say that in any place. I'm saying that like, they picked these particular things to put together so right. it, it pushes you to think that there must be a connection between them. Right. To say one's about eating, one's about davening, which have nothing to do but with But what does needing a dough got to do with this? I don't know. I don't know if they must be, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. There must be some connection. No, it doesn't have to be. He's just mentioned a variety of items which ha- share a common denominator that they're all Arba Mil. That happens often. It just reminded him. There are so many times. I'll give you another illustration. There is a phrase that is quoted half a dozen times in the Talmud about three halachot l'moshe misinai. Three. One is that on Sukkot 
you're supposed to pour water on the mizbeach. Not only water, not only wine on the mizbeach. Nisuch hamayim. There's nothing in the Torah text about it. There's nisuch hamayim. Two, that there is an obligation to take a lulav all seven days in the Beit Hamikdash. Torah only tells you to take a lulav day number one. And then a third halacha. There is a mitzvah of Tosefet Shemitah. Midoraisa, a mitzvah of Tosefet Shemitah. You're not supposed to wait until Rosh Hashanah of the seventh year in order to implement the rules of not engaged in working the land. But the last month of the sixth year, starting Rosh Chodesh Elul of the sixth year, there's a mitzvah de Oraisa of Tosefet Shemitah. How do I know? It's a halacha l'mayshimisinai. So comes the halacha l'mayshimisinai and says, you know what? We're going to make an exception if you just planted new trees. X number of trees. called eser nitiot. Ten trees within a certain span. You're allowed to work them during the extra month. Does that have anything to do with Nisuch HaMayim? No. But it's quoted. That's the way it was studied together. These three halakot are quoted every single time. The Gemara wants to talk about one of them. It mentions all three. So you'll, you will expand your base and you will see this thousands of times. Okay. No problem. Good. So that's then. So your conclusion would be that there is a mitzvah you should daven with a minion. Should daven with a minion. And it's not only, of course, as we said last week, not only because without a minion you can't say Baruchu, you can't hear Kriya Satoira, you can't say Kedusha, you can't say Kaddish. That's not the only reason. It's to daven with a minion. To start Shmona Esrei with a minion. Tfila Bitzibur is a Chiyuv. That's the way you would formulate it. That's the way you would formulate it. Okay. Go on to page now, number 25. And we'll see a statement made by the Magen Avram in the name of the Marshal. He doesn't agree with this. So this is Shulchan Aruch Orachayim Siman Taf. It's talking about a Ruvei Tichumin. A Ruvei Tichumin. Has anybody ever made an Eruv Tichumin here? No. It is rarely done. Rarely. In an area which is not um, well populated, there are regulations, you've heard about it, the Tchum Shabbos. That you are not permitted to walk more than uh, 2,000 amot, which is approximately 4,000 feet. Four-fifths of a mile. So, in a city limit, you can go 20 miles, if you want. As long as there is no gap of 70 amot, 140 feet, between houses. If they're within 140 feet of each other, under those circumstances, 
there is no issue of Tchum. If they're more than 140 feet away from each other, you have this Tchum regulation. So, if I... Yeah? Is it houses in terms of residences? Yes, residences. It's not stores. It's the residences. That is correct. That's correct. In fact, sometimes when people would want thinking about walking to various places, like to Paramus or something like that, if you go on River Road and then make that left onto New Bridge, there is nothing there. No residences. It's like a, some greenery, like a little forest on both sides of the road. And that creates a problem um, on Shabbos and Yantiv about walking there because it's out of the Tchum. Well, it's out of the Tchum. People think you can walk, you know, if somebody's in the hospital in, in Colombia that you're going to walk across the bridge. You can't walk across the bridge because it's out of the Tchum. There are no residences on the bridge as yet. Um, so, fine. Very nice. The Chachamim said you can extend your mobility another 2,000 amot, another 4,000 feet, by going to the Tchum limit, 4,000 feet away from the city, and putting down two meals worth of food. Two full meals. And then make a bracha, and you make a little statement, in effect saying, This is my residence for Shabbos. I'm eating my two meals. I'm eating Friday night here, and I'm eating Shabbos morning here, even though you have no intention of doing so. But in, sim- in theory, symbolically, that becomes your temporary abode for Shabbos. And you can now measure another 2,000 amot in that direction. However, there is one cost that it has. When you are in your regular abode, your real abode, you can go 2,000 amot in any direction. But once you make an Eruv Tchumen, you can only go in the opposite direction for Amot. For Amot, in the opposite direction. You have to take the, you can take advantage of going 4,000 Amot, 8,000 feet in the direction in which you set up the Eruv Tchumen. That's the Halach of Eruv Tchumen. We don't have much of it today. Where you might want to make an Eruv Tchumen is if you're in the mountains. And, again, there's a big gap between one bungalow colony and the next bungalow colony. And you want to have an opportunity to walk to one another. So you go to the 2,000 armor mark, you put down food, you make sure that it gets locked up in a good box. Because if it disappears, it cancels the Eruv. You have to have it available all Shabbos. Fine. And as a result you can now walk to the other colony. To the other colony. So when I was in Maginav, and Shmuel was in, uh, no, he was, he was in Corina. wasn't far, but that wasn't the problem. Raleigh was right nearby. So the head council always used to announce to the guys in Maginav, 
Camp Rolly is out of the Eruv. <laughs> so they can't go visit visit their girlfriends uh, on Shabbos. <laughs> of course, most of those yo-yos kids fell for it, of course. But if you actually measured, it was, was well within the Eruv. You didn't have... So some kid who was a genius said, oh, I'm going to make an Eruv Tchumen. I'm going to make an Eruv Tchumen. So it is to that yo-yo that the Mechaber speaks. Says the Mechaber, Ain me'arvin eruvei tchumen ela lidvar mitzvah. You're only allowed to make an eruvei tchumen to enable you to go extra is for dvar mitzvah. Kigom. Shehayarotze leilech lebeit ha'evel. He wanted to go to visit somebody who was in the middle of Shiva. O lebeit ha'mishter shel nisuin. Or to go to a Sheva Brachot. O lahakbil pnei rabo o chavero shabamin adera. Or he wanted to, his Rebbe was coming to town. He wanted to greet his Rebbe. O kiyotse ba'elo. The Ramah says, O sherotse lelech litayel biyomtovo bishabbos bepardes shiyeshbo simcha. He wants to go walking in botanical gardens. Wow! All those beautiful flowers. Flowers. Under those circumstances, you are... That's called... Because that'll bring you... You're allowed to do that. If you're afraid. A Gentile is pursuing you and you want to increase your distance. O minalistim, or robbers, ukayotzei bazeh. Fine. That's what the Shulchan Aruch said. So now, I'm going to ask you a question, and you tell me what you think the answer is, and I know what you're going to answer. A guy is going away for some place, and there's no shul in the Eruv. Can I make an Eruv Tchumen to enable me to walk to shul for tefillah b'tzibur. Depends if it's Depends if it's So, so based on tonight, you have it in, the, in your room. Yeah. So now, after we leave Mr. Torres, number 25, Yankee shortstop, we now see the Muggin Avram on page 31, which is Aaron, the center fielder. No. Hicks. Aaron Hicks. Okay. And I bracketed the Bagan Avram's comment on the Shulchan Aruch. Bimaharil nistapek imutar learev kidelelech liminyan. The Maril wrote that he's not a hundred percent sure if you are permitted to make an Eruv Tchumen on Shabbos for the purpose of going for a minion. If I can go to a field of flowers because it makes yeah. me happy, um, <laughs> I can go to school because it makes me happy. You are a thousand percent right. Or even the Beit Abel. I know. First of all, I know there is no session, but you're allowed to be Menachem Adam on Shabbos. Right, but it's this different level of mitzvah, I would think. So mitzvah to be Menachem Adam. Okay. 
So, but davening with a minion can't be any worse than being Menachem And certainly, the way Linda said, oh, I want to like, I like walking in, uh, in a flower. Of course, or to see an old friend. How could the Maharil... So the Maharil might say, I disagree about the, the flowers as well. He might say, I disagree with it. The Maharil. And Maharil, just for your edification, is one of the most important poskim for our community. Our entire minhagim of davening are based on practices of the Maharil. In fact, the Maharil was a chazan as well. And he helped establish the Nusach of the Yamim Noraim and Yom Tov. The Maharil was one, he was an excellent Baltfila. And um, uh, in the world of chazanis, they call his melody the Sinai melodies. Mm-hmm. As if they're going all the way back to Har Sinai. Where did he live? Yeah. The Maharil lived in the... Um, 16th century. Where? I'm not sure where. Someplace in Europe. Scranton. Scranton. <laughs> cute. Very cute. Very cute. I heard it. Maybe Vivi's father, uh, uh, Shmiel's father, Shmiel's father believed that the Maril lived in Scranton. That's all. But the Maril played a major role. And here, Bimchilas Kvoidai, uh, it's difficult to imagine what's, why is he doubting it? If he disagrees with the other illustrations of Karo and literally needs a mitzvah, I can hear it. But the Magen Avram didn't bring down any comment of the Maril that he didn't like the other examples of Karo. He only raised the question about davening with a minion. And it's very, very difficult. But if, and if it's difficult or not, what must you conclude about the Maril's opinion about Tefillah B'tzibor? It's not. It's not a mitzvah. It's a rishus. It's a rishus. I will never bring this halacha up in shul. <laughs> never, ever. I trust you're going to keep it to yourself. I trust. Never. Never would this. Yes. But, because she has to know the emiss. That's right. So that's what the maril writes. And it's a very difficult maril. Very difficult maril. So he obviously disagrees with what he said up until now. Then we go now to page 53. We quotes, it is a Gemara in Masechet Brachot of Mem Zayin Amitab. It's one of the most famous sugyot in Masechet Brachot. The Gemara there is talking about possibilities of having a minion for anything if there aren't ten men. So, there is discussion about a katan, a minor. That's, I didn't put it on this page because we're going to do that separately. 
one time, one time, about counting a minor to a minion. I told you whether he needs a chumash or not, and things like that. But here we're going to focus on Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. I'm a Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. Tisha ve'eved mitstarfen. A man, uh, a nine men, and an eved, it's an eved kina'ani, a Gentile slave, who in Jewish law cannot remain in the household unless he converts. The Chachamim did not allow our children to be raised by Gentile influences. So when you purchased an Evet Kna'ani or a Shivcha Kna'anit, you had, you had one year to make the following offer. If you convert, you can stay with us. If you choose not to, I'm going to have to sell you to a Gentile. Now what incentive might there be for this slave to convert? What incentive? Freedom. Because, no, he's not getting free. He's going to be a slave his entire life. But he's going to be treated with kit gloves by the halacha. If the master is physically abusive and he knocks his tooth out, he's freed. And Evet Kanani is Yotzei B'Shem Va'ayin. You damage his eye. All different types of ways. You know the famous story about the steak. You have everybody's getting chopped meat or an impossible burger. <laughs> and there is one real burger in the house. The Evet Kanani gets the real burger. And the rest of the family eat that garbage plant burger. <laughs> Instead of meat, David Kanani. No, no. But it actually doesn't taste terrible. It doesn't. If you eat it with the sandwich, if you take it out and start cutting, kind of, you know very well this is not meat. That's right. But if you eat it with the lettuce and tomatoes and all the other garbage they put on it, then it can pay. You can fool. It can fool you. It can fool you. How many, I'm sure you've all had it impossible. No? No? People say Shelley's is really good. His Shelley's Impossible Burger is very good. Okay. What? No? Okay. So, fine. So this Eved is Chayav in all mitzvot with the exception of mitzvah Taseh Hazman Grama. So, Tefillah B'Tzibur is. Tefillah B'Tzibur is Mangrama. In fact, all Tefillot are theoretically Zmangrama, but we define Tefillah as not a mitzvah tasesha Zmangrama, because according to the Rambam, the Da'oraisa Din is not framed by time. The Da'oraisa Din of Tefillah is to daven once a day. Anytime you want. Once a day. So therefore, an Eved, like a woman, is Chayav Midoraisa and Tefillah, according to the Rambam. But the but Tefillah B'Tzibur, they're not obligated. And nonetheless, said Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, you can count an Eved as the tenth, the center. He can count as the tenth in him.
The Gemara is now going to challenge that. Mesvei. I'm going to challenge this halacha from a famous b'risa. Ma'asa b'Rabbi Eliezer. There was once a story with Rabbi Eliezer. Shenichnas l'beit haknesset v'lo matzo asarom. He came to shul and there were only nine adults. The shichrer avdo the hishlimola asara. So what did he do? He had his slave with him. He freed him. And now when an Evet Kina'ani becomes freed, he becomes a full-fledged Jew or Jewess. And is Chayav in all mitzvot. All mitzvot again. So the Gemara infers Shichrer in. When could this person count for the minion? Only if he was freed. That makes him an ex-Eved. Lo shichrer, lo. But if he did not free him, he is not counted to a minion. So how can Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi say that what? That what? That That nine plus an Eved works? Fine. It's not my issue right now. What is my issue is the next set of lines of the Gemara in the middle of the page. How could Rabbi Eliezer free a slave? Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda said, Anybody who frees his Evet Kena'ani over Ba'asei he violates a mitzvah's assay of the Torah. Not a mitzvah's assay. An Isur assay. Shine'emar le'olam bahem ta'avodu. You are to work them forever. It's a Pasuk and Parshas Bahar. You are never allowed to free a Gentile slave. So how could Rabbi Eliezer free a Gentile slave simply based on the fact that he wanted to have a minion, somebody wanted to say Kaddish, who cares? He violates an Isur Aseh. A Gentile slave can be the tenth person in the minion? That's what we said. Tish of Eved. And the Gemara challenged that. Because what did Rabbi Eliezer do? He freed the slave, which made him a complete Jew. Ask the Gemara, how could he free him? He'll violate an Isur Aseh. Torah says... Keep the Eved le'olam. So why do you even have a rule that you become a full Jew if you get freed if we never free anybody? Because there are circumstances where you freed him. You violated the law. As here. And the Gemara is going to say there was a special dispensation. What was that? Lidvar mitzvah shani. Why are you allowed to free him? You need him. Because I need him. I, everybody wants to do a mitzvah. What mitzvah did he want to do? Daven with a minion. And there was no minion. Asks the Gemara, Since when, in order to fulfill a mitzvah, are you allowed to do an Avera to enable you to do that mitzvah? That's called mitzvah haba'a he. You're not allowed to steal a lulav in order to be Mekai in the midst of lulav. You don't have. You're exempt. 
You don't have a minion? Okay, so there won't, there won't be a minion. What can you do? How can he violate an isurasei of le'olam bahem ta'avodu? Answers the Gemara, mitzvah derabim sha'ani. You're right. To, um, to violate an avera, to facilitate your own mitzvah, you can never do so. But here there is a mitzvah for ten people. And in order to enable ten people to engage in the fulfillment of a mitzvah, you, Rabbi Eliezer, are permitted to violate the assay of Le'olam Bahem Ta'avodu. So what does this Gemara clearly state? That Tefillah B'tzibur is not just an ordinary mitzvah. It's mitzvah durabim. And it enables a person to violate an Isur Asay of the Torah in order to make this particular minion. So this Gemara certainly would indicate that there is a mitzvah to um, fulfill the mitzvah of what? Of Tefillah B'tzibur. There is no doubt about it. To amplify upon this, take a look at page 54. That's the Yankee closer. Who elaborates on this Gemara. This is the rush commenting on this Gemara in Masechet Brachot. Tanu Rabbanan. We learned in a brighter. Ma'asei b'Rabbi Eliezer shenichnas l'Beit Hakneset v'lo matzasham asara. Didn't find ten. The shichrer avdo he freed his slave, his slave the heshlimul asara, and now he made up the ten. Asked the Gemara for hechi avid hechi. How could he have done so? For Hamar of Yehuda kolam shichrer avdo over ba'asei shene'emal le'olam b'hem tavodu. Answers the Gemara. Mitzvah the Rabbim Sha'ani. The Alim, Alim means strong, the Alim Asay the Rabbim. A mitzvah impacting ten people is very strong mitzvah. Dichtiv v'nikdashti b'toch b'nei Yisrael. The Hainu Asay the Mikadshin Hesashem that you are doing what? You are sanctifying God's name in public. Listen to this, what the Rasha said. Is saying Kedusha and Baruchu a Dindoraisa? No. Because the Rosh is of the opinion, like the Ravid and most other Rishonim, that the entire institution of Tefillah is only with the Rabbanan. Not like the Rambam, that mitzvah of Tefillah today is the Oraita. It's only the Rabbanan. Kigon Lishmoa Kedusho Baruchu, Shelo Matsinu Lo Ikar Min HaTorah. Afilu Hachi. Nonetheless, even though at its very core 
all dvarim shebikdusha are only midrabanan, says the Rosh. Nonetheless, for ten people to be mekayim a mitzvah midrabanan overrides his iser da'oraita. Overrides his personal iser da'oraita. Now the Rosh says, how do I know that I'm right? Maybe it was a special Shabbos where the Torah reading was the Oraita. When? Parsha Zohar. Maybe it was Parsha Zohar. Another ten days from now. And that's why Rabbi Lezer did it. But you could not claim that a mitzvah mit the Rabbanon to say Kaddish and Baruch is going to override your personal Isa the Oraisa. Says the Rush. The low mistaberly, it's not logical to me, the Mairi Baasora the Oraita, that we are talking about ten people who have to fill, fulfill a mitzvah the Oraita. Kigon, Likrot, Parshat Zachor, Shehuminatoira. Why don't I think that this is logical? The Mashma, the Bechol Inyan Airi. It's what's called Ikar. Chaser min hasefer. If it was limited only to one Shabbos a year, don't you think the Gemara should have said something like that? And not let us walk away with the impression that any time you have to daven with a minion, you're allowed to free your slave and violate a personal Isur Oraita. Therefore I, the Rush, am willing to go on a limb and say, even though each member of the ten will fulfill only a mitzvah midrabanan, if there are ten people about to fulfill a mitzvah midrabanan, you can violate one of them, you can violate an Isidor It's a tremendous chiddush. Logic would say that you can never violate an Isidor for a mitzvah midrabanan. Only for a mitzvah Then you can operate with a principle, asay dochelota. A positive overrides a negative. But without a doraita, that's a huge chidush that the rush is taking upon his shoulders. And he's allowing it every year because he's, and he's right in that respect. If it was once a year, the Gemara had to put that proviso in the text. When, I, when is Rabbi Lezer allowed to do it? For Pasha Zachar. Because that reading happens to be Deoraita. But not any other time during the year. Not any other time during the year. Yeah. I have a question about this. Go right ahead. <coughs> when they're saying, you know, you can do it for the kids, isn't the number 10 important that you're doing it for? Ten people need it, or what is that? Is it significant? Is it significant that ten people need it? Yeah, because this mitzvah can't be take place without ten people. No, but I'm asking if there were something else, you know, that's not not included in it. Like what? That, that would, that that's correct. <laughs> it's there are nine people, but it's to facilitate something that needs ten. No, now that he's freed, he will. Oh, he's Jewish. I know. That is correct. 
That is correct. 100%. That is correct. That is correct. What? Can you do it for a Zimun? For a Zimun? No. You cannot. You cannot do it for a Zimun. That is correct. Let's say I only have two people, I'm going to free my slave, I'll have three. Well, so even for a Zimun of ten, you can't. Because it's not a Dovisha Petusha. It has a different origin. Yeah. Yes. Now, go to page 29. Rochelle's number. The surprise. <coughs> and here is one of the most famous Piskei Halacha of the Radbaz. Cited by the Mishnah Bura. Here is the Radbaz was a great, great posek of the um, 19th, 20th, 20th century who lived in Egypt. David ben Zimra. The Radbaz. And he says the following. Kosav b'tshuvas Radbaz. Tafus. Somebody who's been jailed. Shehasar natan lo reshut yom echad lehit palel He got a free pass. Get out of jail. One day of the one day. Beminyan. So you can go daven with a minion. So his question is, hmm, should I delay it to Yom Kippur and daven? Or should I take it tomorrow morning? That's what he writes. Since davening with a minion is a mitzvah, it follows the rule mitzvah haba liyodcha al tachnitzena. Doesn't know by Yom Kippur, maybe free or uh, no? He he's there for life. He's a lifetime prisoner. It's only one time he gave this, but he said you can do any day of the year. I'll let you do it once a year, and that's it. Says the Rabbis, do not delay it until Yom Kippur, because Zrizin Makdim and Lemitzvot, Azaris takes care of a mitzvah right away, right away, and the Mishnah in Avot. Mitzvah habal yadcha al tachmitzena, and this is a very important principle. I, I try to take this principle very seriously. Like on a Sunday, if even if I know I don't have twenty affairs on a Sunday afternoon, and I know I can get to the regular minchamar bizman, I, if I go to the quarter to one minion every single Sunday, why? Because you never know what's going to happen between a quarter to one and five twenty. Never know what's going to happen. Mitzvah habal yodcha al tach mitzena. The Yankee games ever start before 1245? 145? No, 145? Yeah, but one, it's 1 o'clock on Sundays. Yes. Yes. But ball games have never, ever influenced my decision about davening. Chalila. That is correct. That is correct. And even in Yankee Stadium, I know there's a mar of minion. Every single night of the year, after the seventh, during the seventh inning break, 
between the top and the bottom, it said, every, I know where it is, at the kosher stand, on each three levels, there's one, uh, and uh, during the, on Sunday, uh, there's a mincha minion. Mincha minion. Yes. Is there a significance to the fact that it says Yom Kippur or Purim? Yes, for Kriya Samagillah. That's why I might opt to get out of jail, to hear the Megillah. And since it's a mitzvah parsuminisa, that is a very significant mitzvah, might even up the ante above and beyond Yom Kippur. Correct. That's what he says. says, do not do so. But this is obviously predicated upon the fact that you believe that tefillah b'tzibur is a mitzvah. If it's a rishus, you don't apply the halacha of mitzvah habaliyotcha al tach mitzena. So, from although the maharil challenged it, but the maharil's not the only one. There are others who claim that davening with a minion is not a chova independently. It is not a chova independently, and great some great rebbes. You know, never daven with a minion. They davened alone in their little cloys. They had a little room, a little chamber, and that's where they used to daven. They used to daven. Dr. Belkin only went to shul Shabbos Pasha Zachar. That was it. Never went to shul. Yeah. It was, it was hard to understand why, but he, it was a known fact. He never went to shul. Only Pasha Zachar, because he had here Pasha Zachar. But otherwise, daven at home all the time. Um, so, that's that particular uh, issue. Alright, we'll stop here and continue next to Bach. You're welcome. So, just, uh, let me just, just want to tell you about page 11 that Mr. Buru adds. Mr. Buru writes, if somebody is going to daven with a minion, and he's going to have to suffer an enormous financial loss. He's, because... Now he's going to get, he can't make a meeting and he's not going to be able to, says the Mishnah Brewer says, to avoid Hefsed Mamon, you're allowed to skip Tefillah B'tzibur. The Mishnah Brewer writes that. Um, then he also writes um, that somebody who's weak, despite the fact that he, he's not ill, but he just feels weakened, he's, in a weak, he's weak, he doesn't have to run out to go to shul, he's okay to daven at home. So there are a couple of extenuating circumstances to avoid enormous financial loss. And number two, if you are um, uh, you're very weak, you don't have. But under ordinary circumstances, everybody should try to daven with a minion every single time available.